Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. podcast where we start with a random article, explore it, and then follow the links and see where it takes us. John, what random article have you happened upon today? Oh, this is a good one, man. (laughs) Here we go. UFO sightings in Portugal. Ooh. (laughs) It is a list of alleged sightings of unidentified flying objects in Portugal. There are two paragraphs... 1957 and 1990. Huh. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> okay. I can almost guarantee. I can guarantee we're going to yours. Oh, yeah? What's yours? <laughs> Mine is Abyssiscus intractabilis. What? <laughs> I swear this is a random article I just okay. brought up. All right. A species of moth belonging to the family Geometridae. And it's from Borneo in Malaysia and Sumatra. It's like the second moth we've got. Yep. I don't know why I keep bringing up moths <laughs> here. <laughs> I guess it's better than towns with no people in them, but. Yeah. It's a step up, at least. Yeah, I, I'd say so, for sure. Moths nobody's heard of, rather than towns nobody's, nobody's heard of. <laughs> yeah, at least the moth you might, you know, encounter at some point. Alright, UFO sightings in Portugal? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> I do like how it claims this as a list of alleged sightings. And it's but there's only two. two. <laughs> there's two events. Total. <laughs> Alright, time to start up a list. Yep, more than one. (laughs) More than one has happened, so list time. Here we go. All right, well, first one is in 1957, four Portugal Air Force pilots claimed to have seen and chased off some UFOs. (laughs) Uh, They took off with their bomber aircraft from the Ota Air Base in Portugal under Captain Jose Lemos Ferreira's leadership. Uh, The other pilots were sergeants and... When they were heading towards the city of Porto Alegre, Captain Ferreria noticed a light above the horizon and warned the others. The light changed its own sizes a couple of times, first increasing, then shrinking. After several minutes, the pilots noticed a small yellow circle getting out of the craft, and three more circles appeared later. When the UFOs were were near... Karuch, the bigger aircraft, climbed out of the earth <laughs> as the smaller ones disappeared. The bombers landed without any problems, and Captain Ferreri declared, After this, do not come to us with that Venus, weather balloons, aircraft, and similar stuff which have been being used <laughs> as a general <laughs> exhalations for almost every case of UFOs. <laughs> So after wow. this, he was thoroughly convinced 
But everything else was stupid. Wow. That those were UFOs. And he wasn't going to accept anything else. I don't know where he got Venus from, though. Like, was Venus a legit thing? Like, people were like, oh, that's a UFO. Nah, it's just, just Venus again. <laughs> Crazy Venus being out there floating around. Like, what? Really, Venus would be way too small to confuse as a UFO. It never gets that big. Like, I've seen it on the night that it got the largest it was going to be. Like, I remember that being, like, Jack Horkheimer Stargazer, that weird, like, interim program on PBS. I used to see that all the time because I watched PBS. And so he was like, today is the night when... He sounds like Stan Lee in my mind for whatever reason. <laughs> Today is the night when you're, you can go outside and you won't even need a telescope. Venus is at its peak visibility on Earth. <laughs> it won't look this bright for another hundred or so years. And I was just kind of like, okay, I'll go look. And I looked up and I was like, I mean, still, still, still blue dot. <laughs> still up there, yep. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's possible that these people were just staring into the sun and seeing sparkles... Yeah, you stare into the <laughs> night sky too long, you will see, like, uh, stuff. But, yeah, the 1990 event was on September 10th in 1990, around 9.30 a.m., and for about 15 minutes, a small, quote-unquote, balloon was seen hovering towards a small football field on a village, small village called Alfina, in the outskirts of Porto. The object was described as a small turtle with long legs <laughs> with a metallic shine. The people present got scared and a group of construction workers started throwing stones at oh, it. Oh, that'll help. Great. And the, This is 1990. Yeah. <laughs> Why? And the object hovered back... Okay, this article... It's written. And the object hovered backed away, <laughs> leaving the site. An amateur photographer took several pictures of the shape-shifting object. The pictures were considered by several experts as real, and the witness accounts by the simple folks were not considered hoax. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the <laughs> writing in this article. It's very yeah, I don't confused. Know who wrote this thing? And how is this even an article? Like, <laughs> I know there there are some citations, but they're all for one thing. There's citations one through six. They're at the end of paragraph one. <laughs> That's it. Citations one through six make that one paragraph. There's no other references in the entire no, article. The, this entire the second the second event completely citation needed. <laughs> citation needed for that whole thing. There's nobody no, even bothered to put a citation needed on it. Yeah. Because they're just saying, I don't know, this article. I don't know, this, <laughs> this article should. Like, I guess we can let them have a list. Because, like, what happens if you take away this this 1990 event? UFO sighting. You, you have a sighting. You don't have a list. So then you're, you, the whole thing goes away. Mm. Maybe that's why it's there. It's just like there's a crutch mm. for the other one to be able to be like, I'm here, I'm a list. But I don't know where this thing was. Because you have it flying over a football field. And then you have... Construction workers. They were building stones. The f- they were it. building the football field. And then you have <laughs> Wait, where a they the stones from? <laughs> And then you have just random simple folks wandering about. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. This <laughs> it's a very confused geographic location wherever yeah. it is. It's like it's low enough to the ground that you are able to throw stones at it. <laughs> are you sure? Like, don't you know what it is at that point? Can't you yeah. see it? 
It's not really identifiable. Just look a little bit harder, you dingus. <laughs> like, it's right there. If it very well could have been an, a balloon. Yeah. Like, maybe it was a turtle balloon. Yeah. <laughs> it it would have been shiny, because it would have been made out of, like, yeah. polyurethane stuff. Yeah, it could, could have been uh, one of those helium balloons. Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, Citation needed. Yeah. Citation I'm going to need needed. a citation on that one. Let's slam a citation needed down on that. Bam. Done. <laughs> Wikipedia saved. You're welcome, world. <laughs> okay, uh, well, there are some pretty interesting links here. I mean, there's a bunch of things to various locations in Portugal, of course. But there's also a C also. Yep. <laughs> C also for a list of major UFO sightings. Ooh, interesting. The miracle of the sun. More interesting. <laughs> and finally, sun dog. The most interesting. <laughs> Which I don't... <laughs> The thing that gets me about this is, okay, they mentioned the sun zero times in this article. They mentioned dogs no times in this article. <laughs> Miracles are not mentioned at all. And here we are with both of those links. I'm not sure what went wrong. I'm not sure why this second event is here without a citation needed. I don't know how the writing got past Wikipedia's quality standards, but yeah. <laughs> this is by far the most un-Wikipedia-like article I have seen still exist on Wikipedia. Yeah. I have to wonder if this won't be taken down later, honestly. Hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. There is also a big, giant section of UFOs and UFOlogy. Ufology? Uf- UFO. UFO. U. F. My God. UFO. Logi. <laughs> UFO. Logi. Yeah. UFO. Logi. 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 Yeah. UFO. Logi. Got it. Done. But yeah, there's all sorts of stuff in there. They have incidents all throughout the 20th century, even in BC and 1800s. Um, they have all sightings by country, types of UFOs, one of which is fast walkers, and one of which is Foo Fighter. Foo Fighter? <laughs> Alright. And Foo Fighters. types of alleged extraterrestrial beings, and studies, hypotheses, including Nazi UFOs, and conspiracy theories... And involvement, culture, skepticism. There's a lot of little links in But I am still very interested in Sundog and or the miracle of the sun. It's a hard pick. I feel like we should uh, <coughs> toss a coin mm-hmm. to be able to uh, decide. Well... I don't have a coin, so we're not going to do that. Um, but there, I don't think there are any coins in this <laughs> No, no, we don't have any coins here. Here, we have a bottle cap. Let's rip a bottle cap. Okay, yeah. Um, the top side will go Sundog. Okay. The not top side will go Miracle of the Sun. Sounds good. It is not top side. Miracle of the Sun it is. Okay. Miracle of the Sun. Okay. Miracle of the Sun. It's an event, like most miracles are, I would suppose. Uh, It occurred just after midday on Sunday, the 13th of October, 1917. It was attended by some 30,000 to 100,000 people, 
you know. That's a pretty wide margin. That's a very large, again. Oh, look, it's in our friend Portugal. Uh, I'm starting to really get fed up with this country. Yeah. Everything they do is just slightly very inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) At least on Wikipedia. Yeah. I mean, it's a little strange to me. I I thought they would have had some standards, but no. Anyway, um... Attended by some people who were gathered near Fatima, Portugal, several newspaper reporters were in attendance, and they took testimony from many people who claimed to have witnessed extraordinary solar activity. This recorded testimony was later added to by an Italian Catholic priest and researcher in the 1940s. According to these reports, the event lasted approximately 10 minutes. The three children, Lucia dos Santos, Jacinta Marto, and Francisco Marto, who originally claimed to have seen Our Lady of Fatima, also reported seeing a panorama of visions, including those of Jesus, Our Lady of Sorrows, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and St. Joseph blessing the people. The event was officially accepted as a miracle by the Roman Catholic Church on the 13th of October in 1930. 13 years later. (laughs) 13 years later, they decided that it was a miracle back then. Okay. (laughs) On the 13th of October, 1951, the papal legate, Cardinal Tedeschini... Tedeschini? Tedeschini? Tedeschini. Ted is Ted is Chinny. Ted is Chinny, isn't he? Uh, told the million people gathered at Fatima that on October 30th, uh, October 31st, November the 1st, and November the 8th of 1950, Pope Pius XII himself witnessed the miracle of the sun from the Vatican Gardens. So wait, so there is a day in 1917 in Portugal where people thought they saw this miracle. Uh-huh. But then, from the 30th of October through 1st of November, and then again on the 8th of November, in 1950, a good <laughs> solid 33 years later, in Italy, in the Vatican, the Pope <laughs> sees the same thing? No, 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 Catholic yeah. Church. I don't think so. I'm calling your bluff on this one. Yeah, because that's... Okay, that's good. Let's see. Four... 34 years later, like on the 34th anniversary, that's when this cardinal guy told the people that the previous year, the Pope on a random day in October and November saw this thing. So, I don't know about that. Okay, so... Here's a description of the event. It doesn't get better. (laughs) The people gathered because three young shepherd children had predicted that at high noon, the lady who had appeared to them several times... um, Apparently that's something that happened. Uh ...would perform a great miracle in a field near Fatima called Cova da Iria. According to many witnesses, after a period of rain, the dark clouds broke and the sun appeared as an opaque spinning disk in the sky. Which it is. <laughs> and it was said to be significantly duller than you normal. As it would be after rain. And to cast multicolored lights across the landscape. As there would be when there was a rainbow. <laughs> 
the people, and the surrounding clouds. The sun was then reported to have careened towards the earth in a zigzag pattern. That didn't happen. Frightening those who thought it a sign of the end of the world. Witnesses reported that their previously wet clothes suddenly became suddenly and completely dry, as well as the wet and muddy ground that had been previously soaked because of the rain that had been falling. So, estimates of the number of people present at this thing range from between 30,000 to 40,000 by a guy who wrote for the Portuguese newspaper called Avelino de Almeida, and to up to 100,000 estimated by Dr. Joseph Garrett, professor of natural sciences at the University of Coimbra, both of whom were present on that day. So nobody actually <laughs> counted anything. Yeah. They both just completely ballparked it and were like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. In reality, it was probably closer to 70,000. I guess, yeah, it's a good medium. <laughs> so, Demarchi, this guy, uh, John Demarchi, uh, was an Italian Catholic priest and researcher. He spent seven years in Fatima, almost 30 years after the uh, event, conducting research and by way of interviews. And he published his findings in 1952. It says that the ranks of the people who saw it included believers, non-believers, scoffing young men and pious old ladies. But none to their knowledge had directly denied the visible prodigy of the sun. And then they have some witness statements, which are actually, some of them are pretty, pretty whimsical, the way that they, <laughs> the way that they've spelled them, spelled them out here. Ah, uh, and here is my favorite part of the article, ladies and gentlemen. Critical evaluation of the event. Here we go. <laughs> Joe Nickel notes that, not surprisingly perhaps, sun miracles have been reported in other Marian sites. At Lubbock, Texas in 1989, for example, Mother Cabrini Shrine near Denver, Colorado in 1992, Conyers, Georgia in the early to mid-1990s. Nichols also suggests that the dancing effects witnessed at Fatima may have been due to optical effects resulting from temporary retinal distortion caused by staring at such an intense light. <laughs> staring at the sun does not do wonders for the eyes. No. As it would happen, it makes your eyes go crazy. <laughs> the waving and the falling of the sun out of the sky that you may have seen may have been your eyes trying to be like, no, please stop <laughs> killing me. Stop looking it's at that. Trying to stop move the eye at out with the sun out of your vision. Basically. It's just rattling around. <laughs> Basically saying that uh, sun miracles cannot be taken at face value and that the reported observations were optical effects caused by prolonged staring at the sun. Uh, Messon contends, another researcher contends, that retinal afterimages produced after brief periods of sun gazing are likely cause of the observed dancing effects. Similarly, Messon continues and states that the color changes witnessed were most likely caused by the bleaching of photosensitive retinal cells. <laughs> Nesson observes that sun miracles have been witnessed in many places where religiously charged pilgrims have been encouraged to stare at the sun. He cites the apparitions in 
Heraldsbach, Germany in 1949 as an example, where many people within a crowd of over 10,000 testified to witnessing similar observations as at Fatima. Yeah, not a good idea to stare at the sun. Ultimately, yeah. That's why during the eclipse, you put on a thing on your face. Yes. And you stare at the sun through mirrors and cardboard. Exactly. There's a box for that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. We are going to have our cake and eat it, too. What? All right. Are you ready for this? Okay. Joe Nickel, a skeptic and investigator of paranormal phenomena, okay. claimed that the position of the phenomenon, as described by the various witnesses, is at the wrong azimuth and elevation group in the sun. He suggested the cause may have been a sun dog. Oh, what? Sometimes referred to as a parhelion or mock sun, a sun dog is a relatively common atmospheric or optical phenomenon associated with the reflection and refraction of sunlight by the numerous ice, small ice crystals that make up the cirrus clouds and cirrus stratus clouds. So we can go over to sun dog. Yes! Sundog. Ah, cool pictures. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I get it. I get it. I get, I get what they're meaning. Love me a sundog. Well, we kind of already said what this is. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Chris was at his prisms. It's essentially a um a lens flare. Yeah. A real-life lens flare yeah. that's sort of not really super sustaining, but I guess right. like at the right vantage point. Yeah. Ah, so the most pertinent part of this article, I think, etymology. Yes. The exact etymology of sundog largely remains a mystery. <laughs> Nobody knows why sundogs are called sundogs. <laughs> The Oxford English Dictionary states it as being of obscure origin. It doesn't look like this word has been around for quite some time, though. Uh, it was in Abram Palmer's 1882 book, Folk Etymology, a dictionary of verbal corruptions or words perverted in form or meaning by false derivation or mistaken analogy. That's the title of the book. <laughs> Sundogs are defined... As what we have already seen them as, but they also go into why, why it's uh, messed around with how sundog came to be. The phenomena of false suns, which sometimes attend or dog the true when seen through the mist. In Norfolk, a sundog is a light spot near the sun, and water dogs are the light, watery clouds. Dog here is no doubt the same word as dag, (laughs) dew or mist, as a little dag of rain. Fildog. Fildog. Oh, that's a citation. I don't need to read that part. (laughs) It looks like there's a lot of things down here that look about what they're talking about. The name. Yeah, there's all sorts of dogs, dogs, all sorts of weird stuff. I think that in 1882, you were trying to make a shorter title for a book. No. In 1882, you had to prove how much content was in your book, so you you uh, started out by just having like a really long title. I would have thought you were going to save money on the printing. 
yeah, I mean. But I guess you also get paid by the word, so. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, well, if you're a title maker, you just like gotta take that to right to the bank. Take that right to the bank. Oh yeah, these things go back to Aristotle days. That's a pretty long way back. Yep. You notice the two mock suns rose with the sun and followed it all through the day until sunset. It says, mock suns are always to the side, never above or below, most commonly at sunrise or sunset, more rarely in the middle of the day. So, these things date back really, really far. The first really definable account comes from Germany in 1533. Three first sundog account comes from. They don't use the word sundog yet, but mm. that's where your first like halo is described. But then there's also this really old painting, uh, <laughs> 1535, I think it says. Look back to another thing that is going to be hard to pronounce. Yeah, Vader Solstavon. <laughs> but it's a really cool painting in that the normal folk painting just uh, all of a sudden at the top. It's just like futuristically spacey. <laughs> There's halos and all yeah. sorts of lights and like sci-fi stuff going on. You're just kind of like, uh, <laughs> what? But this is one of the first and earliest accounts of uh, conditions where there was a sundog and yeah. they were able to capture it visually. Not like with photography, but like right. people reproduced it. Yeah, these things are even depicted in Shakespeare. It was in uh, King Henry the Sixth, Part Three. And uh, some of these, like some of these pictures, are kind of different. Like the one, like you see the sun in the center, kind of like a diamond, and then you see a very distinct invisible sphere, and then the two. Sun dogs on the sides, like the edges of that sphere, and then there's another picture that just shows like a rainbow little splash in the sky. So I don't know if that's just like a coming at it from a different angle or what. It looks like there could be any number of other uh, phenomena that are very similar mm. looking. Do you see the C also section here? You have hmm. 120 degree perihelion, 22 degree halo, enthelion, atmospheric optics, circumhorizontal arc, circumzenithal arc, corona, false sunrise, false sunset, halo, optical phenomenon, infralateral arc. Like, there's just a lot. There's a moon dog. You can, go, you can <laughs> get a moon dog if you want to. Moon dog. I'm kind of interested in going to atmospheric optics and seeing what other crazy things happen in the air <laughs> that we can see. Yeah, let's do that. Let's hop over there and see if there isn't anything else represented. That we Ooh, another cool picture. There's all sorts of crazy reds and yellows in the sky and really wispy clouds. Yeah, it's really layered. Make a cool 3D painting. Where you cross your eyes and see things. Oh yeah, I thought it'd be cool, like pretty painting where you like literally had layers of just like you just oh, get like yeah. yarn of different colors and kind of like mm. make that happen with that sky. That's yeah, really cool. cool. It's really well layered. Yeah, obviously we don't need to really explain the exact 
what atmospheric optics is because it's things like sun dogs, rainbows, all sorts of those kinds of things we've already been talking about. But there is a moon illusion. The moon looks a lot larger when it is near the horizon than when it's higher up in the sky. That's true, yeah, like a harvest moon. Yeah, like sometimes people are like, oh, the moon's so big today, but it's literally the exact same size as any other night. Yeah, it's never it's just, bigger. It looks bigger in comparison to other things because when it's higher up in the sky, there's nothing to compare it to because it's just kind of out there and there's little tiny stars and everything. I can see that. So yeah, the reason why the sky is blue is because of the scattering of sunlight um, just bouncing off particles in the atmosphere that results in a blue color Hmm. to the human eye. And when the sun starts to descend, like the higher up in the atmosphere, the darker looks, the lower, um, the lighter it looks, and eventually starts shifting into reds and such by scattering different particles. Oh, so I thought at the end of the day we get really weird looking layered skies. Mm-hmm. It's all a matter of the atmosphere, whether or not it's close, far. It's really interesting to read this. The blueness is at the horizon because the blue light is coming from great distances. And it's also preferentially scattered. This results in a red shift of the far light sources that is compensated by the blue hue of the scattered light in the line of sight. In other words, the red light scatters also if it does so at a point a great distance from the observer, it has a much higher chance of reaching the observer than blue light. At distances nearing infinity, the scattered light is therefore white. (laughs) Uh, Faraway clouds or snowy mountaintops will seem yellow for that reason. The effect is not obvious on clear days, but very pronounced when clouds are covering the line of sight, reducing the blue hue from scattered sunlight. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I've learned something I can go out and see like <laughs> tomorrow morning. Yeah. Huh. It says here that dust from the Sahara moves around the southern periphery of the subtropical ridge and moves into the southeastern United States during the summer, changing the sky from a blue to a white appearance huh. and leads to an increase in red sunsets. Wow. So there are certain regions in the United States that are much more opportune for very pretty sunsets then. Unfortunately, its presence negatively impacts air quality during the summer, since it adds to the count of airborne particulates. Yeah. (laughs) That might not be great. Yeah, I feel like the more polluted air is, the prettier the sunsets are in that area. I think I remember hearing that somewhere. Like, places with high pollution, you have, like, pinks and reds and all sorts of colors. Some of the pictures of clouds down here, man. These are awesome. Cloud coloration. See also cloud. (laughs) Yeah, the color of clouds is dependent on how tightly packed it is with water particles. 
and how easily the sunlight can get through. And it's, it's strange that it says that if the sunlight cannot penetrate far into the cloud before it is reflected out, it gives it a white color. I would have assumed the opposite, because if it can't get through, then I would think, oh, you can't see the light coming through, so it would be darker. But that is not the case. Yeah, it just becomes white. Yeah. Though I guess that's also because in like the color spectrum, black is actually mm. the absorption of light. Yeah. And then white is reflection of light. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so here's some practical things. Um, if you see a green cloud, it is the sign of a severe thunderstorm capable of heavy rain, hail, strong winds, and possible tornadoes. Uh, yellowish clouds occur during early fall months during forest fire season. And um, the yellow color is due to the presence of pollutants in the smoke. And yellowish clouds are caused by the presence of nitri- nitrogen o- dioxide are sometimes seen in war in urban areas with high air pollution levels. So basically, if you see colored clouds, sometimes it's okay. Other times, don't breathe. (laughs) Otherwise, move to a different place. Otherwise, leave. Otherwise, get your ass to Mars. (laughs) As mentioned before, uh, sun dogs are caused by ice crystals in the air. The clouds, specifically. Here we are. Here's one of my favorite name phenomenons. Glory! <laughs> a common optical phenomenon involving water droplets is the glory. <laughs> a glory is an optical phenomenon appearing much like an iconic saint's halo above the head of the observer produced by light backscattered towards its source by a cloud of uniformly sized water droplets. A glory has multiple colored rings with red colors on the outermost ring and blue-violet colors on the innermost. Roy Biv. Roy Biv. Good old Bill Nye the Science Guy. That's <laughs> tough with me, you know? Like, he knew. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> Speaking of Roy Biv, next on, on the article is the uh, section about rainbows, which we all know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so you know, though, Rainbows caused by sunlight always appear in the section of the sky directly opposite the sun, but originate no further than 42 degrees above the horizon for observers on the ground. Hmm. So if you want to see a rainbow, 42 is the answer. Isn't it always? Usually. (laughs) Okay, so um, I was always under the impression that mirage meant... You see water where there is no water. Yeah. In the desert. Basically. But here it's saying that it more or less just means seeing a an image of distant objects. So you could even see like buildings or something. Yeah. Based on how light rays are bent. And have them not be there. Yeah. It says there's different kinds of mirages. One in particular that sticks out is called the Fata Morgana. Hmm. It's a very unusual and very complex form of mirage. 
a form of superior mirage, it says. Oh, it's a superior one. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like many other kinds of superior mirage, it is seen in a narrow band right above the horizon. Uh, it's a mirage that tremendously distorts objects on which it's based, such that the objects often appear to be very unusual and may even be transformed in such a way that is completely unrecognizable. They can be seen on land or sea, in polar regions or in deserts. They can involve any, almost any kind of distant object, including things like boats, islands, and coastlines. Not only is this kind of mirage very complex, but also it rapidly changes, uh, comprises several inverted or upside-down and right-side-up images that are stacked on top of one another. So the, the bending of light rays becomes so obtuse that it literally layers images back and forth and creates this thing where this real thing. Photoshop stuff Into for your eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing going to that article and seeing if there's more pictures of a Fata Morgana. Yeah, let's go to that article and just see if we can't find out more about it. Yeah, Fata Morgana. You do have pictures. Oh, that is weird. Some weird, 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 weird stuff. Just basically turns things into looking like bridges or oil rigs or something. Yeah, like most of these are just kind of like things that are very distant. They look like, yeah, just industrial platforms of sorts. Yeah. But it is very strange that they're just kind of these ghoulish looking <laughs> buildings. Like, you'll just be looking out over the water and be like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, what, what's, why is that there? What's, what is that? Why is that there? <laughs> oh, wow. There's the, a little, like, video kind of thing of, like, a changing one. And it's pretty weird looking. Almost looks, looks like some kind of a military vehicle, but it just keeps, like, shifting and different parts disappear and other parts appear and stuff. Yeah, that's definitely very strange how this happens. Hmm, okay. So, the origin of the name Fata Morgana is La Fata Morgana, which okay. means the Fairy Morgana. <laughs> okay. The, and that's the name of Morgan Le Fay in Italian. Morgan Le Fay, alternately known as Morgane or Morgane or Morgana and other variants, described as a powerful sorceress and antagonist of King Arthur and Queen Guinevere in the Arthurian legend. I was not um, aware of a Morgan or Morgana in that legend. I, I don't remember. That was like the like witch lady, wasn't it? Yeah. She like was. She tried to like. She was the person. Was she in? Was she in the Sword in the Stone? Was that the? Was that, okay. I don't actually know. Um, but I think that she's the, the character that like. She tries to tear Arthur and her son apart somehow. Hmm. I, Hmm. It's been a long time since I've been familiar with that legend. Yeah, well, anyway, that's where the name comes from. 
sorceress and stuff. Oh, it's even involved in the Flying Dutchman. There's a a book illustration that shows a ship and above it is like an inverted like reflection of itself. And then over to the side there's like a really tiny ship in the water. And then above it is like a super magnified version of that ship doubled over like reflected so yeah this thing must have been spotted a lot for a long time now oh bringing it all back oh, yeah. fata morgana mirages and ufos here we go <laughs> so basically this um this thing often tricks people into thinking they are seeing ufos surprise surprise Yep. That's about it. <laughs> okay. People yeah. see these weird things on the horizon and see them moving about and shifting and they think that they're seeing a UFO when really they're just seeing the light dancing around playing tricks on them. Now this is interesting though. It says some UFOs which are seen on radar may also be due to Fata Morgana mirages. Which, how do you capture a mirage on radar? Uh, well, I could, well, wait. I guess it is bending waves. waves of some sort, right? So yeah, they I guess bend- it would be putting off some kind of waves. I guess it's there could waves. be a radar mirage, yeah. Huh. Uh, I never even thought that. If it all goes on wavelengths, <laughs> then yeah, yeah, it could just be distorted some other way. Hmm. Well... We have a lot of good options from here. Yeah. The sea also, again, this time out, for whatever reason, the sea also have just been very interesting. Yeah. You've got atmospheric optics, mirage, mirage of astronomical objects, looming and similar retraction phenomena, green flash, and finally, sinking of the RMS Titanic. How <laughs> <laughs> well, that's related to mirages. We've only got <laughs> one way to find out. Let's do it. All right. Okay, well, we know a lot about the sinking of the Titanic, thanks to James Cameron, (laughs) and no one else. Um, The sinking of the RMS Titanic happened in 1912, between April 14th and April 15th. Lots of people fell into the water, had some sort of love affair come to an end, (laughs) as they died in the cold waters of the North Atlantic. Overnight, soon after, some foolish idiot captain guy uh, decided to go full speed into an iceberg sinking an unsinkable ship mm-hmm. because even unsinkable ships are not meant to plow through icebergs <laughs> at full speed. But they should be. I mean, they if they were be. unsinkable, <laughs> yes. Ultimately, you would try to build it to that kind of specification, but you, would you really want to... I mean, you wouldn't want to test that. Right. Like, practically, I mean, no. even, you know, you wouldn't really want to be destroying icebergs anyway because they're fairly... Good things to keep yeah. intact. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like the ice cubes in the drink of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you want your you want your drink to stay cool, don't you? Yeah. Like, don't don't hurt the ice cubes. Don't bite the ice cubes. <laughs> don't ram your Titanic teeth into the ice cubes until they break. <laughs> it's rude. Okay, now I'm gonna kind of skim the article, looking for what do mirages have to do with any of this? Well, I can tell you this this much: 
The word mirage does not appear in this article at all. What about Feta? Morgana? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so... I think they were just like, eh, there's some boats in this article. That's just linked to the Titanic. <laughs> okay. Good. I mean, there was that bit about the Flying Dutchman in the previous article. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's kind of what this is basing it off of. Maybe the Titanic, while it was sinked, sank, sank, sunk, while it was sunk, <laughs> had uh, caused some similar mirages to be formed. But you would think that they would maybe. tell people about that <laughs> on here. You know? Like, if that was notable in any yeah. way, shape, or form, somebody would have said something, right? <laughs> like, you have a mirage of the entire Titanic come up. You don't just, like, not say anything. <laughs> Man, they even have timestamps in this article. I mean, people cared a lot <laughs> about the Titanic sinking. Mm, we've had a lot of boats sink. I don't know why people are so crazy about the Titanic. Had to get down to the last detail. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like Gettysburg. Like, there's mm. 9 million people alive today to worry about how 20,000 guys fought 150 <laughs> years ago. Like, it's, it's weird, but it's yeah. one of those things that people are just obsessed with. <laughs> Oh, they even have a little time lapse showing the slow descent of the Titanic into the water. Up, oh, there, there it goes. Up, up, crack. Okay, <laughs> yes, and it's going down. So satisfying. Yep. I'm just gonna watch this again. Okay, one, one ten. Go on. One ten. One thirty. One forty. Two. Yes, 218. Yes. Woo. All right, here we go. Yeah, 218. It cracks. Everything goes down. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. What a trip. And uh, everything after that doesn't matter. Everything after this, like, on Wikipedia doesn't matter. This is, like, the epitome of why I'm on Wikipedia. It's for gifts like that, man. <laughs> this is all I need. I don't need this article. I need this. <laughs> Here's a boat. Here's water. It started doing this. And it was doing this at every minute from here forward. Done. Oh, man. This article has a lot of references. Oh, no. There's a link to somebody I'm related to. This is embarrassing. <laughs> okay. So, on my dad's side of the family, the king's side of the family, his my grandma was named uh, Naomi Andrews. Mm-hmm. The builder of the Titanic is named Thomas Andrews. He is quite literally a granduncle of mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this isn't something I usually talk about, so I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed. But yeah, the guy who, who engineered the Titanic is literally like two or three generations away from me. People wonder why my dad's a chemist and why I didn't go into science. <laughs> I have learned, okay? Like, I know better now. Stay away from that stuff. Don't do it. You'll just kill people in the middle of the Atlantic. And he died. He died on the Atlantic, on, on, the, on the Titanic. Yep. Looks a little bit like my dad. It's weird. It's weird. I like Archibald Gracie. Oops. <laughs> Archibald Gracie? Yeah. Who's that? He yep. is a colonel, and he's just one of the survivors. But he looks kind of like the... Oh, the one Muppet, um, the eagle guy, or the... Oh, Sam. Sam, yeah. His picture is... Yeah, he does, wow. (laughs) He also kind of looks like uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's character Mm. from There Will Be Blood. Yep, I can see that. Yes, I do. (laughs) He was a survivor of the sinking of the RMS Titanic. However, he did die December of that year. So, 
I mean, it mustn't have done him very well. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't very good for his health being <laughs> bathed in the cold waters of the Atlantic that night. He was both the last survivor to leave the ship and the first adult survivor to die after rescue. <laughs> so you think we really need to fill people in on the rest what of happened? <laughs> I mean, I if, like- if you want to, folks, there's a gift that I'm pretty sure sums up the whole <laughs> thing that you need to know. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like people kind of just know. I feel like it's just common knowledge. It really is. Uh, at this point. Yeah, I was really just here you know, to see what mirages had to do with anything. Yeah, but apparently nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not even in the page. You'd think that maybe there somebody may have seen a mirage of rescue or something. There's a lot of things during this incident that could have happened that could have had something mm-hmm. to do with the mirage. So well, I, I'm just really disappointed right now that we couldn't here, tie it all together. Here is the closest kind of connection I could pull out of this thing. At 23.30, Fleet and Lee, who are two guys, they were lookouts. They noticed a slight haze on the horizon ahead of them, but did not make anything of it. They, you could say, maybe they thought it was a mirage. And then they spotted an iceberg nine minutes later, and then rang out and oh, okay. were... You know. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's sort of counts. Yeah. That's almost know. it. That's probably the best we're going to get. Because, yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't really see how else would this. I mean, it doesn't explicitly say that they thought it was a mirage, but let's just go ahead and assume so that the previous article has a reason to link to this. <laughs> Well, here's something interesting. Um, the there was a sister ship to the Titanic called the Olympic, which was you know essentially the same mm-hmm. and served without incident for nearly 25 years. <laughs> Miraculously, if you don't run it into an iceberg. <laughs> At full speed, most of those ships are unsinkable. Yeah. Who knew? As long as you keep it clear of objects, you will probably not sink the ship. That's exactly right. Boats will float as long as you don't puncture them and (laughs) have water coming in. Water inside boat, not good. (laughs) True. Hit thing with speed, bad. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I guess... I guess that's just gonna have to be... Have to be it. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have oh. to end the, the Titanic <laughs> sunk, our, sunk our progress. Yeah. And that's no illusion. Yep. <laughs> the mirage of a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we had one lined up for you, folks. As it turns out... It was optically, or sonically, an illusion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is more like the radar illusion. Audio. Yeah. Yeah. Audio illusions. Whoa, (laughs) crazy. Gotcha. Got you pretty good. (laughs) All right, tune in next week, folks. (laughs) 
there you have it. From UFO sightings in Portugal to sinking of the RMS Titanic. Arguably the most interesting episode title. <laughs> or maybe the most betrayingly not uninteresting episode. I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, if you listen to this, please <laughs> go to <laughs> facebook.com slash Podcast. Give us a like and follow. And head over to iTunes and rate and review us. And as always, you can find new episodes on our website, twc.ericturibio.com. And I want to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song and Benny Moten for our outro song. So thanks for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. Who did they even link that? I'm going to go back and see if... He started out with the word Titanic. That is the only mention of the Titanic in this entire... It's got to be, oh, it's gotta be in, the, in the actual Mirage article, right? It's in that Fata Morgana yeah. article. Yeah. The word Titanic only appears in that link, sinking of the Armas Titanic. The, That's literally the only mention of the Titanic so in the entire article. The link in the article itself is Mirage. Yeah. It shouldn't appear there, <laughs> but it has. Somebody was just like, hey, no, I put that link there. Because anybody's going to notice. Somebody bent to the rays of the internet, and as a oh. result, this showed up. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, these Wikipedia editors... They're, they're dropping the ball. Yeah. They're busting ours, and they're dropping theirs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We why why are they cracking down on articles about small-time podcasts yeah. and not cracking down on articles that link to random things that have nothing to do with what they're talking about? Yeah. I mean, that's just and poor also, content editing, really. Also, articles that just have really, really poor... Grammar. List. <laughs> List of UFO sightings. List, List of UFO sightings. Bull. Just that is not with true. Complete terrible grammar. No citations. The second no, yeah, incident no... has no citations. Oh, yeah. Somebody could easily have just made that up. You it's know what, not a list. You know what they probably only had one sighting in Portugal. And then they were just like, I'll just make something up for the second one. Nobody's going to find this article. It's not by choice. It's pretty hard to believe anyway because of all the... It's like, it was hovering over a football field. Yeah. And it looked like a turtle. And some construction workers started throwing stones. Why are there construction workers by a football field? Why are there <laughs> stones in a football field? Football fields are made of grass. Doesn't matter if you're talking about soccer or American football. They're grass. There's not yeah. stones there for you to throw. If it's low enough for you to throw stones at it, you can see it pretty well. It's yeah. not going to be an identified flying yeah, object at that point. If it's that close, you're going to be like, oh, wait, no. Uh, that's, that's, an that's a balloon. balloon. <laughs> that's a balloon. It's a turtle balloon, like from a child's birthday party. Because it doesn't say... A small balloon-like object. It says a small balloon. Balloon is in quotations, but it probably just, it just says a small balloon was seen hovering. Yeah, so it's literally just. <laughs> it a balloon. probably was a balloon, it and was. the people in that town were just so simple that they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't fathom it. Just yeah, they didn't a flying. Object. Maybe they just never seen a balloon before. Maybe. They were like, I mean, oh man, Portugal's in Europe. Portugal, Portugal is a pretty well-off oh, yeah, little it's, place. It's, it's established, modern. Mm-hmm. 
So you would it's think a developed nation there. You would think balloons would be a thing people would see, but I mean, who's to say? Yeah. Maybe not one that was shaped <laughs> like a turtle. Maybe that's what they're in mind. Yeah, uh, that could be. Like the limbs. Like the, that might be like, yeah. oh, that's not a balloon. That's a weird. That's an unidentified <laughs> flying object. Maybe it's uh like a clown made a uh a balloon animal using like helium. Yeah. And then it was like floating, and people are just completely baffled. I mean, I I really can't fathom it, but nonetheless, not a UFO sighting. No. Shouldn't be there. No way. <laughs> Isn't sighted. The worst. Yeah. In conclusion, the <laughs> worst. You fail this round, Portugal. You fail this round, Wikipedia editors. <laughs> yeah, they're the real villains of this story. Uh, criminals. Criminals against mankind and small-time podcasting. <laughs> Wish we could rebel against Wikipedia, but we can't. Can't we? Or yeah. is that going to be the topic of season two? Stay <laughs> tuned, folks. Wikipedia Chronicle season two coming soon. Is anybody listening still at this point? Are we still? Oh, we are still I, recording. Yeah, I okay. doubt people are. People probably turned us off. I mean, Ben even admitted to me that as soon as we start the outro, he. To, he cut. He just stops the podcast. Okay, I'm sure that's what most people do. That's what a logical person would but, do. But like, why is all this, <laughs> this content there? This isn't credits. Like, what is this going to be? It's just us rambling. Of course it is. Yeah. It's like a. It's like but, a class in high school. Like as soon as like the bell rings. Yeah. Like everybody's just like it doesn't matter if the teacher keeps on teaching or not. Everybody's going to get up and leave. <laughs> that's what. That's what it is. Like we say, yeah. okay, we're done. So people are like, okay, we're done too. We're <laughs> out here. The outros sometimes are the most interesting part of the entire episode. That's true. Especially <laughs> in the, uh, what was it, about lasers? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Fire strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we made an entire advertising oh, campaign. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you got to give them gotta give them credit where credit's due, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, they, sometimes they're the best, like, freeballing it type thing we have. Yeah. <laughs> Can't freeball the facts. Not with, not with Wikipedia. <laughs> nope. We never do. Nope. Standard of quality here. Yep. All right. <coughs>